Welcome back to the Die Hard Minute. This is the show where we discuss and view and throw things out of windows and hand guns to the film Die Hard one minute at a time. And this is where uh, your favorite podcasters from your favorite Movies by Minutes shows come on and uh, take a couple of weeks and get through this movie with you. Uh, I'm Tom Taylor from the Indiana Jones Minute. I'm the Admiral Pete Mummert from the Indiana Jones Minute. I'm Gerald Christopher Marcus Porter from the Indiana Jones Minute. And we are joined by a guest who is not from the Indiana Jones Minute, but he did name his dog McLean. Welcome, Josh. Hey, thank you. Yay. Glad you can come back for a threefer. (laughs) (laughs) I like like that Jerry actually literally clapped in the background. That was awesome. He named his dog McLean. (laughs) I feel like I'm here. I feel like I'm right in the audience appreciating this. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Uh, We are here for Minute 95 of Die Hard, and Minute 95 begins with John asking Bill Clay if he can use a handgun (laughs) and ends with John uh, with a gun pointed at him saying, well, well, well. All right. Now, I've heard of the chicken ranch, but what is a combat ranch? Yeah, that's where you have the guns that fire, you know, little balls of paint. Yeah, little balls of paint. <laughs> it's 1988. It's, LA, it's more of Hans's L.A. stereotype. It's like, oh, that's what people in Los Angeles do. They, you know, they go out out to Riverside and, and shoot paintball guns at each other. Yeah, and that, they do have that thing when you get off the airplane, though, in Las Vegas, where they've got that, they, they advertise those ranches where you can go and shoot all kinds of guns. Like, you can shoot oh, machine yeah. guns. Oh, and you can that, shoot, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, just, I guess I never heard, I mean, I know the paintball things, and that's fun. I've I've, I've even done it. But yeah. I, didn't, I never heard of it called a combat ranch. Well, it's not, <laughs> yeah. 1988, man. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's, fair, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Called a Vietnam ranch. It's called, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're pushing 30 years ago here. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that is that's true. crazy. That's oh, Jesus, I feel like, God, that sucks. I just realized how old I am. Yeah, man. Yeah. I know, because oh. we felt like almost grown up when this came out. It's yeah. Like how much yeah. have we lived since then? That's yeah. I'm going out. to a rated R movie by myself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Look at me go. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> um, Let's just talk about H for the rest of the minute. Is there, yeah, <laughs> you know is, is there something particularly evil about Hans's facial hair? Because I noticed it in some of the close-ups <laughs> here. Like, like he has this, uh, he has this kind of lineup with the cheeks cut out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 like it, the sideburn like comes down kind of thing. a little bit, a little bit. And and interestingly enough, John McClane is is like very clean shaven, mm-hmm. which is which is not yeah. always a, a cowboy renegade look. Well, he's there to see his wife and kids for yeah. Christmas and stuff, so he probably cleaned up. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Well, if you think about the picture that that the uh, like the FBI or no, it's on a on a news broadcast earlier in the movie where they're like. The leader may be this man, Hans Gruber. Uh, he's got a much thicker beard, so Hans has clearly yeah. groomed himself for this situation. No, oh, mm-hmm. that's true. Oh. That makes mm-hmm. sense. I mean, he's going to go in, and first of all, Nakatomi Plaza is a very nice place, and it's a Christmas party, and he's about to go and take hostages. Um, I could see that. You, you might get a mm-hmm. lineup. <laughs> <laughs> They've got the ghost light on him, too. 
Like it's like the, when you hold the flashlight under your chin light. Yeah. Like, ghost story. Yeah. like the whole time he's standing here. Well, well Alan know, Rickman doesn't need to do a lot to look scary. Like you think about this, you think about his facial hair yeah. in Robin Hood, uh, Prince of Thieves, and then Snape in Harry Potter. He has no that's facial true. hair. It doesn't really matter what Alan Rickman does. That's true. <laughs> that, that's a good point. He's actually great. He's a great actor. He's amazing. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah. 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 But this, he was the only good thing about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Well, mm, mm. <laughs> I don't why do I? Why am I going to bother defending that movie? Yeah, I, I, know, <laughs> I know. But that's not a winning I battle. <laughs> yeah, down, 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 Tommy, down. Uh, you know, but you mentioned that the ghost light, Pete. This, this whole scene is shot um, where the camera is sideways, and and so it's it's one of those like it's unsettling, and nothing is mm-hmm. what it seems. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's like at a jaunty angle. Yeah, like well, an and the way yeah. they, they kind of, I think, uh, like they they show John McClane on one side of the screen when they're filming him, and then they show Hans on the other side of the screen when they're filming him. It's kind of interesting little trick there. That's weird that they're doing all that stuff because we're not surprised at all. We knew exactly what was going on. Like this all seems totally normal to us. Like if you one yeah, thing, like but- if it was revealed, oh my, like, Bill Clay is Hans. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's 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 just a tension thing, and I think we're we're yeah. feeling for, as you said, we're feeling for McLean. You're like, mm-hmm. ah, it's fascinating because uh, Josh, who named his dog McLean, you had a great point. He sees him. He sees him prior in the movie. Oh but yeah, no, he for knows who he reason, is. I just forgot that. So yeah. the audience is literally the only one that doesn't know what's going on here. But well, well, we should because we, we were should. there. Yeah, yeah, we were there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the audience, yeah. the three audience members here who were not paying attention. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. that's more accurate. Well, I did watch the movie for the four hundred and seventy third time last. Night. <laughs> <laughs> and which viewing did it take before you realized that that he actually? Um, well, was I mean, at the guy of, with his eyeballs. Not not to make you guys feel even older, but I was ten the first time I saw this movie. Um, so no, I feel it, like we're it, yeah we're in, I'm, I'm sitting here going yeah Saigon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was I was in junior high. Um, so yeah, I mean, definitely not you know not in the first hundred times probably. I feel a little better. Fair enough. I feel better. Yeah, I feel yeah. A little better. A little yeah. bit. Marginally, yeah. Marginally. <laughs> I do like, uh, I like the way Hans grabs the gun from, not grabs, but he takes the gun from him and, and he holds it 100% weirdly. Like he's got his yeah. entire, every single finger is touching the gun yeah. and every part of it. Well, this like, gun. Like he's never held a gun before. The gun kind of belies Hans's acumen with guns because uh, he would know the, the weight of a gun that's loaded. Like it's a oh, lot heavier sure. if it has bullets that's a good in point. it. That's a very good. Yeah. Wow, that's a really good point. I mean, ah. it, it, the fact that he he even like takes it and pulls the trigger—it's like he doesn't know what he's doing. Huh. Wow. Wow. Yeah, like he actually doesn't know what he's doing. That's crazy. Well, we were I mean, talking about I mean, that a few minutes ago about like you know is Hans a regular gun because like he left his gun like previously. Right. You know, behind the thing, like, does he usually handle guns? Does he know about guns? Does he? I mean, he kills Takagi and Ellis, so (laughs) he's perfectly content murdering. Did I just blank out that entire sequence of the movie, and that's why I don't remember all these key points? (laughs) 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 Shocking. Huh. Uh, You know, 
go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. You go. No, sorry. No, my, my point was going to be talking about a different movie. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, you already like, come to that, has it? A little bit. Because in, in Taken, Liam Neeson has a showdown with like his former French policeman friend. And mm. the exact same thing happens. He, he has taken the bullets out of the guy's gun, but the guy's been sitting behind a desk for so long that he's forgotten what a gun <laughs> with, with bullets mm. in it feels like. So that's, that's I mean, it's, you know, that's one of those moments I sort of realized watching Die Hard in the last few years is like, oh, yeah, Hans, Hans, Hans would know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's interesting. He does actually. There's a there's a a scene, a shot where he points the gun directly at McLean, like directly at mm-hmm. him in a very yeah. menacing and threatening way, and it's kind of one of those like, oh my god, he's going to do it now. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. He's count it's, to three. Yeah, yeah, that's creepy. Well, that's what McLean even says. Yeah. Yeah. But McLean, before that, McLean even says when he hands him the gun, he's like, time for the real thing, Bill. All you got to do is pull the trigger. Come on. Yeah. Like, he's just, it's almost like he's daring him to (laughs) pull the trigger. Yeah, it's absolutely right. At this, now we know, or for those of us who paid attention. (laughs) 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 Yes, he is daring him. Everything's a, a, you know, a jab at Hans. And, um, and that the fact that the gun has no bullets is all the evidence you need to prove that McLean knew it was Hans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. But you know what? Then why do I still feel duped or I go along the ride like, oh, my God, how did he know? That accent, man, it got you. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> I think when I first saw this, I think that he gave him an unloaded gun in case he was a bad guy. And then when, yeah, when he pulled the gun on him, that's when he knew. Yeah, I kind of thought that too, that he okay. was testing yeah, him. Yeah, he was just testing yeah. him. Yeah, but no, like the fact yeah, that he, he watched didn't. him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah. Hey, I have a question. Yeah? <laughs> Why well, say, I have a question for one of you uh, fellows out there who may have vice. Uh, has, is there something particularly satisfying and, and even final about snuffing out a cigarette? Hmm. Like you know the way the way Hans just kind of digs it into the ground, and we know he's really it's like yeah this is the end of of yeah. John McClane and gonna, the movie, and it's the end of Christmas, it's the end of everything, <laughs> you know. But but I'm they gonna, show I'm it. Dig you into the ground like this. I'm gonna dig you in the right. ground and bury yeah. it. Yeah, but but in you know in real life, is there something I don't smoke? So you know, is 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 there something sort of satisfying because the cigarettes in this minute and and uh, at the very end of this minute. Uh, it shows up again, and even next minute, a little bit. Like, is there something, you know, where the cigarette is actually important here? It's part of the minute. Well, I, I think it's it's the the end of the vice. Yeah, I mean, you take think about it. Like, I mean, you know, if none of us smoke, then we can take like a shot of liquor, and people people do a shot and slam the shot glass down. It's really not a lot different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something. There's a finality to it, but I mean, something yeah. satisfying about doing it, throwing it down, throwing the. I mean, he's barely smoked all, it. It's also a classic well, movie trope. Like it's, this has been yeah. in movies since westerns. You know, like yeah, as, long, yeah. as long as people have been yeah. smoking in movie, they've been stamping out the cigarettes with their feet. So I think it's yeah. just yeah. A, a a way to fill some time for John McTiernan. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. I, I will say, I think uh, Hans's American accent is better than his German accent. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to say, what I—I I mean, you speak German. What does he say there, Pete? He says thirty-third floor. Come as fast as you can, or like come right yeah. away. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Come a lot in bed. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's interesting so that, then we know they're on the 33rd floor which is below the roof which means the vault is one floor below that now they've oh, got that's right. so, they've got explosives one floor above how is that how is it even possible that the vault didn't explode you know what pete doesn't really speak german oh <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no i'm just kidding actually pete does, pete does speak german <laughs> Well, no, maybe, but maybe, a, or maybe they have moved floors from the point where McLean and Hans first encounter each other. You know, maybe they have gone yeah. down down a few floors. Then I, you it know, feels like they it have. feels That's like they have. I agree because there is that that beautiful. Is it a bonsai tree in the corner? It looks like it. Yeah. It looks like it might be too big for a bonsai tree, though. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure what that is. But bonsai trees are just they're just they're actually normal trees that are just for, not allowed to grow. Hmm. So, I mean, maybe it's a bonsai tree that somebody said, no, you run, go, go. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to choke you out here. A free range bonsai. A free range bonsai. Yeah. Or make, it looks a little bit like a ficus. But it does, it does seem to be that this must be a Nakatomi floor because it's also got that Japanese paper wall behind yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Way to go with the stereotypes, Pete. That's horrible. <laughs> it's just sick. You're, You're right. It could, it could be several of many Japanese companies in this building. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, it could be At- Atkins' office. That, yeah. That's absolutely right. It could be Atkins' office. Maybe Bruner. <laughs> um, I have a couple general questions. The questions that we've asked and we've kicked around since we've done our, our tenure here at uh, Die Hard Minute. Um, for our guest... Josh, your name is Doug McLean. Can you please explain to me, because I've had a hard time with this, just watching the movie, and, and there's, we've gotten to several different answers, but can you please explain to me why Die Hard needs to take place at Christmas? Needs to? Or yes. Why, why is this a Christmas movie? Is it a Christmas movie only well, for, because it takes place at, on Christmas? Well, okay, so this is, you know, obviously this is always, every year this is a huge debate particularly on, you know, Twitter or whatever forum. Uh, Die Hard is absolutely a Christmas movie, but I guess it really depends on how you define a Christmas movie. Does a Christmas movie take place at Christmas, or does it have to involve Christmas? Like, obviously, Elf is a Christmas movie, but is it Mm -hmm. a Christmas movie simply because Santa Claus is involved? Or is it, you know, because it's a holiday movie? What I saw, I can't remember. They're advertising something right now as the perfect holiday movie, but it has, oh, it's Jumanji. But it has nothing to do with Christmas. It's, just, it's coming out at Christmas. Oh like, my so god! What? Yeah, exactly. So that's it's not genius. a holiday movie, that's right? Genius. Yeah, I Die, love, that's crazy. Die Hard takes place at Christmas, so it is a Christmas movie. It is the Christmas party. Hans needed the building to be empty. How many days a year is the building going to be empty? Mm. Well, oh, that's, yeah. a, that's, that's a good, good point. point. That's a good point. Well, do you think that? I mean, would it if it didn't take place at Christmas? Would that matter at all to the movie? No, certainly not. You just have, you know, uh, the Joe Takagi's birthday party and the rest of the building's empty. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But the fact that it is, takes place at Christmas makes it a Christmas movie, and it is the Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it makes it, I mean, it makes it easier for McLean to, there's a reason for McLean to be out visiting his family. Right. Yeah. Sure. It makes exactly. a lot of things easier. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The empty building, the why is there. Yeah. The giant stuff. bear. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, DMC. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. A good answer. Well. Uh, yeah. I think question number two that I've struggled with. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what is Argyle's purpose in the movie? I- Argyle represents the naivete of the Nakatomi Corporation before being taken hostage. It's all fun and games and parties and money being thrown around. And then when those gates come down, Argyle's trapped. Oh, interesting. That's good. That's good. That is good. I I thought about that one. I was going to say that's that's, that's 473 viewings. Yeah. 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 The Nakatomi Corporation is being taught a lesson by Hans right now, right? So there has to be some, like, there has to be change. In order to change, you have to have bad habits or bad behavior or whatever. And, And the fact that they left two security guards downstairs guarding their. You know, 480 billion bear bonds or whatever they're 80 million bear bonds because it's 1988 that Hans mm-hmm. is stealing upstairs. You know, shows that they don't they think they're infallible, they're invincible. We don't need anybody protecting us. The guy at the gate and another guy leaning against a wall. Hmm. Yeah. So that that's the that's the lesson that needs to be taught is you're you're just exposed and you're stupid, Nakatomi. Yeah, I mean, I guarantee you that uh, after the roof gets fixed. That the Nakatomi Plaza has a whole lot of armed security guards in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> and no more Christmas parties. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's an actually an excellent question. So, um, nah, I, I don't recall Die Hard 2, but does John McClane move to Los Angeles to be with John his family? Ma- John McClane <laughs> is a LAPD detective in Die Hard 2, but Die Hard 2 takes place at Washington Dulles Airport. Ah. <laughs> Wait, he isn't? Wait, he's an LA He is an LA. Absolutely. He calls Al Powell back, you know, he has him fax some information back and forth. He's there yeah, picking the up his wife. fax commercial in the middle of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what's crazy about that? So that's kind of the regular, because look, I'm from Ohio, and I came out, I visited California, and it, it was bewitching beguiling i'd say you know i actually you know i i i and i wound up moving here so that's the same thing wait, die hard, he winds but up in moving. three he's a new york cop though and by, by by three he's back because he and holly have separated again oh boy he leaves holly on hold when he realizes that hans's brother is staying at, at nord <laughs> right. at, at, in niagara yeah. fall yeah he's the uh the underside of the uh aspirin bottle that hans's brother right. gives him i like three yeah three's fun that's pretty impressive, though, that, that Joe New York here that's wearing the wife beater and he's like got every New York stereotype yeah. moves to L.A. That's, well, a, that's a happy ending for this movie. Well, what, since we're talking about, you know, the other ones here, what I find amazing is that they, they progressively get larger in scope. So one, we're stuck in a building. Two, we're stuck in an airport. Three is New York City. Four is the entire eastern seaboard. And five is the country <laughs> of Russia. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. <laughs> is, there, is, is there any talk of a six in the works? Uh, well, there it, there is. It's Die Hard Year One, so they're gonna. It's gonna be like a two time, two time. Like so, it's gonna be John McClane, uh, Bruce Willis as older John McClane, and then somebody else playing Detective John McClane in 1979. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow. So yeah, what, and wow. we, we don't know who they're casting yet, but. Okay. That's the that's the the word on the street. That that's that's really interesting. Who who would you like to see cast? Like who could well, be? Well, you know, it's already been done. But Joseph Gordon-Levitt did a great job <laughs> playing Bruce Willis in Looper. Yeah, so, I was thinking that too. You know, put the yeah. put the prosthetics back on and have at it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. What? Well, let me ask you what what is it about Bruce Willis here that's so great in this movie? Uh, I mean, he's he's super charming. Like he's. Uh, you know, this this movie was supposed to be Commando Two. This was originally right. an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, so right. it it mm-hmm. it's very very different with the guy from Moonlighting. 
It yeah. is. Yeah. It is very different. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm uh, like, I'm neither here nor there about Bruce Willis. I mean, he's, I really like, but you know, I like him, but I'm not like, I mean, he's no Harrison Ford, but you I know, know I, Harrison I Ford's him. not blue collar. Like that's, yeah. I think John McClane yeah. is very blue collar. Yeah. And, and Bruce Willis brings that to the table in a way that, that Harrison Ford wouldn't, and certainly Schwarzenegger wouldn't. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, we're going down the list. We're just knocking them down. Um, <laughs> I got answers. I got answers. <laughs> what, uh, you know, here's another one. Why does John McClane talk to himself while fighting everybody? Because it's a movie. He's lonely. <laughs> he's lonely. Yeah, I think we came up. He's lo- he he tells everybody what he's got. He's like, I'm gonna rip your neck out, and then I'm gonna throw you down, and then I'm gonna bake a little bit of Boston baked beans, and then I'm gonna. <laughs> Where are you gonna kick him? Yeah, exactly. Do you think? I mean, is that who he is? Yeah, I mean, that's also like, you know, ex- exposition. Like movies have to have it. Like they gotta yeah. tell you what's going on in their heads. We yeah. can't. We can't hear John McClane's thoughts without voiceover, and that would be lame in a movie like this. So, <laughs> yeah, and, and you talk to your computer, Jerry, whenever we're having technical difficulties doing oh, a podcast. That's this is true. A fact. All, the, all the time, all the time. That's true. <laughs> I talk to myself constantly. Actually, I do too. Just constantly. Yeah, I, do yeah, too. I think I everybody to does. Talking to myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's so amazing. So it, it, yeah. it makes John McClane an everyman. I mean, you know, yes, it's just it's, it's it's another way that they've tricked America into thinking that they can take a, a building. Full of terrorists down by themselves with a Beretta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is all just part of sort of our, the American culture. Is is this renegade cowboy? Don't worry, we got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do you mm-hmm. was that and, and I mean, do you think Die Hard this particularly movie was instrumental in pushing that forward, or was it always there and we're just borrowing from the cowboy stuff of well, I mean, old westerns? You know, it's you know it's it's this movie it's Death Wish I mean there's 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 tons of movies like this Die Hard wasn't the first movie to have one guy take on sure, an army sure, like there's sure. there's John Wayne movies like that it's just it, it's it's the best modern action movie the the pacing is different than everything that came before it so I think it, it sort of affects modern culture in a way that you know John Wayne movies and Charles Bronson movies don't because Death Wish is one of the slowest movies ever. <laughs> that was, that's why it's called Death Wish. Yeah, it made me wish I was dead. Does your uh, does your does your dog view the world that way? Like if oh, you yeah. go to the dog park, he's just oh, like, yeah. I got this. It's me. It's it's McLean against the entire dog park every time we go. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yippee ki yay, Mr. Falcon. <laughs> Yippee ki yay, Mr. Falcon. <laughs> oh, wait who yeah so that that's the tv edit of the, the movie. die hard 2 when uh, after after mclean fights the dad from good times and the grim reaper from bill and ted's bogus journey on the wing of a plane <laughs> uh he falls off and opens up a gas the gas tank to the plane dripping gasoline behind it as it takes off he lights his yeah. lighter and says yippee mr falcon <laughs> and blows the plane up who's mr falcon Nobody's Mr. Falcon. It's just like it's a TV edit. It's one of the best TV edits of all time. It doesn't even sound yeah, like his awesome. voice. It's your new damn partner. It's your new damn yeah. partner. That's what they use in Red is the Lost Ark. I'm your new damn partner. Yeah, exactly. God. Man. Well, well, all right, Mr. Falcon. 
Well, if that's all we've got for 95, I want to thank Josh for joining us and thank his dog, McLean, just for being named McLean. Thank you, guys. This was fun. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very much. Helping us close it out. Yeah. And we hope all of you at home have had fun. Uh, This is our last uh, swing at the bat for Die Hard. So uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Uh, Visit the show on Twitter at uh, Die Hard Minute, on Facebook at Die Hard with a Podcast Listener's Limo. And uh, go to DieHardMinute.com and also check out MoviesByMinutes.com to find out uh, about all the other shows in the Movies by Minutes umbrella realm. Yeah, if, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Including IndianaJonesMinute.com. There you go. Yeah. And, if, and if you feel like living soft like uh, me and Argyle and Pete out here, you know, come come move to the West Coast. Yeah. yeah. Have a few laughs. And, and, and Josh, too. And McLean. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, everybody. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you for listening to us on the Die Hard Minute. Clay. Clay. <laughs> Bill, Bill. How do you do that? It's so I good. I don't know. I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can't do it. Tell me you got that. I got it. I got it. Hit your heart on Channel 5. <laughs>